if you guys have never played with a balloon, uh-huh. oh, invite Cole over someday. Mm-hmm. Cole can play with the balloon. He sticks it to the wall. He bounces yeah. it off your child's head. Yep. He mm-hmm. bounces it in between them so they accidentally bite each other. Yeah, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> and they have fun doing it. Welcome to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. Today on the podcast, we are drinking Johnny Drum Private Stock Bourbon, and it's got a cool uh, background, a cool company, and everything like that. But before I go into any details of history or anything like that, or even how Robbie and I are doing, let's talk about some business. I don't like to often bring this up, but we do have a Patreon, and we do have some awesome Patreon uh, listeners. Uh, check us out, <clears throat> excuse me, at Chill Filter. Or nope, no, nope, start over. <laughs> Here we go. www. You don't have to type that part in. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Chill Filter. HTTP so. backslash yeah. backslash colon. Colon. www. <laughs> yeah. No, none of that. Um, yeah, just hit us up. There are some, like, we do give back. It's not just supporting us to support us. Um, recently, uh, we had a great guy named Nathan hit us well, up. Maybe not recently. Uh, I guess it was, oh, that's right. Yeah. Cause here's a very important thing is that we're recording way early for this episode. And by doing so, uh, Robbie probably at the moment is recovering from a tonsil surgery. And, uh, so that's why we're recording early. Cause he probably won't be able to drink for about a month or maybe three weeks to a month. So yeah. we want to be extra careful to that. That hurts hearing you say it like that. Like Ooh, it just hit me like, sound oh, it's going to be a while. Yeah. So, yeah, he'll have to um, <clears throat> find other ways to get alcohol into a system. Oh, hey, speaking of Patreon uh-huh. and getting alcohol into the system, yeah. for this month alone, if we can top out over $1,000 a month in Patreon, <laughs> right. I will be doing the butt chug because I need the alcohol in my system. Of Macallan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we got to figure out what episode we said that. Or no, it wasn't even an episode. It was, um, or was it? Yeah, it was, it was an episode where we episode, talked about Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, if we do make over $1,000 on Patreon a month, we will be doing a butt shot of McAllen. So, <laughs> I really uh, need to say that because, like, kind of feel like we joke about it. Yeah. And then we might actually have to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah no, it's going to, there won't be video, but Robbie will probably be a witness or something. Oh, uh, I don't want to. <laughs> okay, cool. Then it's not going to happen. This one's going on the honor system. Yeah, exactly. We'll get audio of it just to hear Yeah, this. exactly. So, <laughs> the thing about the butt chug, like, I know, like, Marilyn Monroe would do that. People, people would do that. And I think like, you know, like the first time you drink whiskey, right? Uh-huh. There's a burn no matter what. Like if you oh, drink sure. any alcohol neat, there's a burn if you don't. You get drink. alcohol on your like open wound and it like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm like, the first time you butt chuck, I would think that would be more sensitive than your throat. Oh, for sure. I don't know. It sounds awful. I don't, I don't look forward to it. So I hope we make <laughs> 999 uh, on Patreon a month. In 99 cents. Yeah, exactly. So we're on our way to that for sure. So. And then Heather and Cole are going to get in a fight one day. Heather's going to do one cent on it just to make Cole do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you do hit us up on Patreon, uh, we do give back, for example, a few months slash a month or so ago, a guy named Nathan. But then uh, again, there's no listeners. real time reference on this one. So maybe exactly. more. We don't know when this will come out, but it'll be awesome. Um, one of our Patreon supporters at one point in time uh, supported <laughs> us for a certain amount of month, and he got some goodies himself, uh, including a cool uh, chill filtered whiskey glass, not your average gun, Karen. It was actually pretty cool. Actually, um, Caleb Olson was like, I'm glad you didn't just get us the standard gun, Karen, because I got plenty of those. Yeah. And I think most whiskey drinkers do. So this is a very special one. It's stemless, complete. 
completely and it's really good for hand warming it's like the size of a palm right like if you like if you cup your palm it like it feels right in the middle yep yeah so hit us up on patreon for that that's the business that's a long business for today um you know sprinkled in with uh you know butt chugging so um (laughs) how are you doing ravi well I'm all right, man. That's good. This is, is interesting because so we recorded mm-hmm. the, t- the time of recording this. We c- recorded our next week's episode yesterday. Yeah. Um. And so this is like our first one-off where it's like we can just kind of throw in wherever. So it's a little mm-hmm. new to us. So bear with us. Yeah. You know, we're not going to be. You're not going to get your average dose of uh, life, life, maybe stuff, or at least recent life. Yeah. But anyway, so things are good, man. Coles and Boise yeah. at this moment, which is nice. I'm really excited about this whiskey. I think. Uh, yeah, I popped it about a month ago. My brother-in-law was here and just had a little bit, really enjoyed it. So I'm interesting mm-hmm. to see. It, it was probably like my second or third whiskey I had that day too. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be affected too much. So I'm excited for that and just hanging out and you know, having a good time. Yeah. What, what, uh, what's your, what's your album as of late? Your favorite oh, album? So, golly, I will so I think what I'm, the Baths. I don't know. I just, oh, yeah, yeah. Best. Like mm-hmm. someone, like I saw one, like the, just uh, some, uh, like thing I follow someone's like this anybody heard this it's a great album so I started listening mm-hmm. to them they're kind of fun it's I don't know if they're they sound like maybe a trio a couple of gals I don't know where they're yeah, from I don't yeah. know much about them but uh, fun upbeat sound with some little uh, sadder lyrics if you really listen closely kind uh-huh. of fun stuff so I've been listening to that lately um, and then uh, what's the Beck album on the oh Mellow Gold or no um, Morning Phase Morning Phase that's such that's kind of like my summer yeah. go to so I always throw uh-huh. that one on so that's it, but it may not be summer when this comes out. Who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But right now, that's what I'm listening to. Yeah, no, you, I love what that. What are you listening to? Um, yeah, I've been, honestly, I've been stuck on a few albums lately and more so outside of the realm of what I typically listen to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm typically into the 90s uh, stuff. And uh, But lately I've been listening to more of, I, I've been listening to this station on Pandora called Indie Dance. Huh. And uh, you'll see things like... Um, Two Door Cinema Club or Foster the People or um, what's that one called? Um, like, uh, oh man, it's not even going to come to me. So it'll come to me later. But um, one of the albums or one of the the artists that I hear a lot is the Yeah Yeahs. And I yeah. mentioned this on a previous yeah, yeah. episode that I've been listening <laughs> to the, yeah, the It's Blitz album. And that album is actually so good. Yeah. So still on the rotation. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, that and Mike Snow. You ever heard of Mike Snow? Yeah, yeah their uh, self-titled album is really good. And so I've been listening to kind of off of the, like I said, the genre I typically listen to. Um, but I've been digging both those albums, like in total, like, you know, yeah. like not just song just kind here of and there. Back. Yeah, front to back. So. The best. Speaking of which, um, you know, uh, as you might have told or you might have figured out by Robbie, we're, I'm in town in Boise. So Robbie and I are recording in the same room right now. Um, but we normally have a tradition when we're together is I will put together a playlist, uh, a soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. It's used to be for a the, CD. Mm-hmm, used to be a CD, but <laughs> I'm starting to realize that CDs are probably not going to be a thing in a little bit. So, and it used to be a cool mix CD and they, putting together one was, would, would have been, uh, harder than anything because I don't have any writing drives for, uh, yeah. yeah, like you can't, I guess your computer's got one, so yeah yeah we'll figure it out but um yeah we put together one it's got a little bit of it's got a song by the yeah yeah yeahs i think it's got a mike snow song on there and uh just a few others so of i'm sure i've mentioned the mood I mentioned it to you before but mm-hmm. have you ever listened to the jealous sound yeah heck yeah okay so that kind of reminds me of like something like mike show up on the, um, a 
indie dance because there's some stuff you can move to. Well, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I really appreciated the uh, Jealous Sound. Those are good. Yeah, especially for kind of how small they weren't too small, but they weren't they big. Never, I mean, most people don't. We're sounding very hipstery right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. most people don't even know about them, but they're so yeah. good. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you get a chance to check out the Jell Sound, if you kind of like, uh, yeah, a little bit of punk, yeah, maybe, maybe some semi hardcore. I was, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, Taking Back Sunday. Yeah, yeah, like post hardcore almost. Thing. Uh, but kind of reminds me of like, is it the Rem- Rembrandt? Little, or the Re- oh. little bit emo. Little very, bit. I would yeah. say there's some emo. Okay. Anyway, yeah. check them out if you if you like music. And, yeah. And if, if you're into like anything it, you, you enjoy, like it, give them up. But a lot of, I don't think a lot of people heard them. So it's yeah. worth listening to. Um, yeah. Speaking of, you said Foster the People. Have you ever, there's a YouTube yeah. channel that does um, like concerts. Uh, well, I'm, sure there's, concerts. Yeah, there's, I'm sure there's one of those channels. <laughs> okay. like, uh, what is it? What's the name of like uh, had the liar and like playing for the queen and like, like sitar or something. No, that things. Anyway, so it's like seventh, sixteenth century knights. Oh yeah, 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 like um, minstrel. Old, yeah, minstrel yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a YouTube channel that does oh, minstrel covers I of think modern I've songs. Seen, I, like an ad, not an ad, but I was scrolling through YouTube and saw. Yeah, something it's like pretty that. funny though because like I saw mm. the pumped up kicks one. It was like it was like all the lads with the pump. Like, <laughs> oh, that's their, great. Like so they like change the language. Anyway, the wee lads. It's kind of fun. So that's <laughs> um speaking of which that album, um not to go too deep into the music scene, but that album, it's the worst song in the whole album in my yeah. opinion. I love that whole album, but that's that's a great song, the pumped up kicks. Um but it's like why did they pick that one to be like the main yeah. like radio song that you typically hear cuz it is a great Suits, album. Man. Suits in the old, the old A&R Wearing a suit in the office, and yeah, it's like that Jimmy World song, uh, your new aesthetic, where you know he talks about, um, I think it's your new aesthetic, it's the one where he's like, uh, oh, I think you're thinking of In Sync, no, <laughs> okay, so for the record, I don't know when this episode comes out in comparison to the episode that came out, uh, July, what, 21st, um, but I was way wrong, <laughs> that was not In Sync saying, this is how we do no. it, and then like. Later on that day, he starts like he was like singing it. He started singing Backstreet Boys songs, and I was like, "Yeah, see, now you just switched. That's not even in sync anymore, man." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so anyway. it was never in sync. Never. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to drink what we're drinking today. I don't remember ever having this. I remember okay. working at the bar and probably seeing it on the shelf, but so this might have been one of, the, like uh, one of the first. This is the probably the first time in the Robbie era of Joe yeah. where you haven't had it. I think you're right. Or at least one that you've had and I haven't had. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh-huh. So, um, any other thoughts before we get into the oh, history? Let's pop that. I got some good uh, history on this one. So, we're going to send it a break now and then uh, we'll talk about what goes into this specific bottle. Here we go. And we're back. Woo-hoo. So we are drinking Johnny Drum private stock uh, bourbon. And so this is our first Johnny Drum labeled whiskey on the podcast, but it is not our first Kentucky bourbon distillers product on the podcast. So uh, go into a little bit of Kentucky bourbon distillers. Basically, it's the Willet Distillery. Uh, we've done a few episodes on Willet products. 
Episode 33 was Willet Potstill. Episode 41 was Willet Family Estate for Your Rye. Uh, they're based out of Bardstown, Kentucky. And a very small distillery in terms of the amount of workers, especially in comparison to the other big 13 distilleries. This is one of the big 13. Uh, family owned and has always been similar to uh, Heaven Hill we talked about recently, uh, or at least somewhat, you know, it works. Um, <laughs> and normally you'll see the Willet brand for Willet products, um, but dis- other distilleries will say they're under Kentucky bourbon distillers. But I looked at the uh, updated uh, label on the bottle we're drinking today, and that actually says Willet Distillery on it, which is kind of cool. But you'll see other Willet Distillery products are, um, I think Noah's Mill is a Willet product, and Kentucky, what is it? Um, there's another one that looks like that. I forget what it is, though, but um, Noah's Mill and... There's like another name. Uh, I'll get to it later. Think about it. Um, one of the post-prohibition distilleries that started right uh, after Prohibition ended in the 30s. These guys started in 1936 as Willet Distilling Company. Short story. Uh, I won't get too far into it because we probably talked about Willet in the background a little bit in the past. Those episode 31 and, or 33 and 41. Uh, but there's a master distiller, um, John David Willet from the Moore, Willett, and Franke distillery in the 1800s. Well, his son Lambert Willett was the guy who started Willett Distilling Company. Uh, what we're drinking today, the Johnny Drum private stock bourbon. Uh, there wasn't like a ton of, of research able to be figured out about mm-hmm. this. Uh, so according to their old label, uh, Johnny Drum was a drummer in the Civil War, who came after uh, the war to Kentucky uh, and found a home near a spring and started making good bourbon. That's the legend, basically. I don't think there's any sort of background that's actually verified of that, but it might be. Under the Johnny Drum brand, there is a green label, uh, which is not under, Will- or rather, it's not on Willett's website anymore. It was an 80 proofer, uh, but it was, you know, in the past available. It's not available anymore, then? Not the green label. Not the green yeah, but they have a black label, and that is available, and uh, that's uh, 86 proof. And then there's what we're drinking today, uh, the private stock. It's a tan label, stubby bottle uh, with red uh, Johnny Drum li- or, uh, letters. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. And um, it used to actually, believe it or not, Robbie, it used to have a 15-year age statement on it. Oh. Like in 2010, it won a huge award for, uh, I believe, the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, which is nothing I want to. I don't know. Like if yeah. if I if I had a whiskey, and if I put it in in the contest for the the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, and I got a gold medal, I wouldn't feel great about myself. I would feel better if I, you know, if, I'd feel as opposed that I to had a, a whiskey to put in a competition. Yeah, that's true. And that's how I'd feel. And I'd probably feel better than like a silver or, you know, a bronze because basically uh, we've talked because about this. Because that's how on, the tiered system works. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's better. But the funny thing about the San Francisco World Spirits Competition is pretty much everyone's a winner. You pretty much always get you, a you medal. You pay for your prize. Yeah, exactly. And so... Uh, if you're double gold at San Francisco World Spirits Competition, that's a great thing in comparison to the rest of the options. But there's like 20 plus double gold winners mm-hmm. in, in a random competition, basically. So just so you know, people out there, when you see a bottle at your local liquor store and it says, this is one gold or silver, 
at the San Francisco World Spirits competition. No, it was one of very many. It wasn't third place. That's for sure. Um, so where was I? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, you, in 2010, it won like huge awards yeah. there. Um, but it was also a 15 year then. Uh, but since it has stopped being a 15 year, they've completely removed the age statement. And I imagine this is just Cole speaking. I imagine it's not even 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, a Kentucky sour mash bourbon. With actually a pretty cool copper metallic uh, wax seal yeah, on top, or like the topping. wax seal I've seen. It's oh like yeah, a, like an iridescent, yeah, like shimmers. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty Especially with the layers of it. Yeah, and then uh, yep, sour mash, undisclosed mash bill, completely. And it is. Uh, I'll get to that actually. On the label, it says uh, on the weird portion of it, it says um, every drop charcoal filtered. And it's very interesting to me, especially for a Kentucky bourbon product. Uh, Kentucky bourbon people don't often see that practice as an honorable practice of charcoal filtering, uh, but rather something that is done by those Tennessee people across the border. Uh, it's it's like Tennessee people are very proud of the Lincoln County process. Um, and this might not be the exact Lincoln County process because it might not be it might not fit the exact specifications of that. Uh, but to charcoal filter is something that Kentucky, or Tennesseans are very proud of. But Kentuckians are like, why would we do that if it's good as it is? And uh, so that was interesting to see a Kentucky bourbon product do that and even write it on the label. It's also sourced. Um, oh. Yeah. So uh, we don't know where it's coming from, but it's likely coming from Heaven Hill Distillery. And that's a weird thing about the Big 13 is that um, will it, even for a very long time, was a distillery. Diller, I mean, they were basically an NDP for a while. Uh, they were non-distilling producer. And uh, so I believe this product we're holding right now is is sourced because they did source a lot for a long time. Willet is distilling their own juice now and has been for the past few years. Uh, but I doubt this product has made the cutoff of that. So, um, yeah, but they, I think I said they, they believe the source is probably from Heaven Hill, but no one knows exactly. And Heaven Hill's right across the street in Bardstown. And so, to be honest, there's not a lot of info. It's pretty evasive of depthful information online. Depth. Depthful. <laughs> In-depthful. In-depthful. <laughs> um, and the total wine price we're seeing is, I don't know what you got it for, but total wine price is $47.99. It's pretty close to that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, that's all the history I got. Let's uh, crack this bottle. We'll hear the cork pop real quick. There it is. Yeah. It's kind of oh, nice recording the same room because you pour. Yeah. Hand it on. Over. Ooh, I'll trade you. The old tradesies. All right, I'm going to get a little nose while you pour. I got this really weird, very faint note of cherries on the finish of the nose, basically. It was like right at the end. I'm like, oh, like very sharp, um, almost alcohol, vapory, but it was like a little bit of mar maraschino cherries, like very sweet. But I don't know if I'll stand by that after a little bit, but that was the first note I got. So I don't remember this the first time I drank this. Mm. And Cole and I, we had, what did we have? To, we had another whiskey this morning. Oh, we had Old Tub. We had Old Tub. Yeah. And the nose I got on that had, no, it wasn't that. No, last night we had a little bit of the Pappy. Pappy Van Winkle, or the Van Winkle Family Reserve Van, 10, 12 year. Yeah. And I was getting latex pretty big on that. I'm getting mm. latex on this oh, right weird. now, which I don't think I got before. And latex is like one of my least favorite notes on the nose. Mm hmm. 
I guess I could see a little latex there. It's, it's not super strong, but mm-hmm. it's there. I think there's definitely some vapor to it. Yeah. Fifty point six percent or something like that. Oh, I forgot to mention the proof. Yeah, what is the proof? I think it's like fifty point six. I mean, it, really, it's, it's like a hundred and twelve or or hundred eleven. Fifty point five. Okay, so one hundred one proof. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's definitely got some vapor to it. Yeah, that's the biggest note I'm getting on the nose. It's not bourbon. It's not cherries. It's vapor of alcohol. Cherries. I'm like honestly, I feel like maybe. I mean, there's nothing really standing out, but maybe I get like a peach or something. It's definitely got some sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. And it's not really an apple-y sweetness kind of nose. I just um, took a sip. There is, um, I think peach <laughs> is in there. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of peach there. Okay. It's got some um, sweetness to it. Yeah, definitely some sweetness. I, It's not... There is a little, there's a word that is used, especially with Kentucky whiskey, and they call it mellow uh, because it was charcoal mellowed uh, by like filtering it through old charcoal. So um, I guess I'm getting a little bit of that mouthfeel of mellow. Maybe not like, I, it definitely doesn't taste like your average Tennessee whiskey that's using the Lincoln County process no. or at least filtering through charcoal. Um, it does have a similar quality it's, for it's sure like yeah there's something to it that's a little bit mellowed yeah yeah um you know it's not super robust there's not a lot of, not a lot that sticks out i think it is that's, that's probably the biggest thing is that there really isn't a lot sticking out um as far as distinguishable flavor so i wonder if that's part of the mellow you're talking about Hmm. I, I peaches is a good note like almost like a peach syrup or something like that uh, it's faint, but not too uh, faint. It's definitely not your typical bourbony kind of taste. Yeah. Robbie's dropping a few drops of Kentucky limestone water. Yeah, we're all fancy our, now. So that's a nice yeah. thing we've kind of like upgraded. We did. We upgraded, but we also have a standard for yeah. yours is mine and mine is yours. And that's true. You know, it's not, it's not whatever like, our we, tap I'm water like, what is. Yeah, I'm like, Cole be like, so what are you getting with water? I'm like, uh, Boise pipes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are you getting? Uh, Arizona pipes. Arizona is known for really bad water. Yeah. That was better. I think. Doesn't change the nose much. Yeah. I think it's even more vapory. Um, there is a fruitiness on the palate. It, and that's, there is. There's a fruity sweetness. And I don't yeah. know if it's peach. I think that's I the best note I can yeah. get. But yeah, there's something else. A little florally maybe too. Yeah, yeah, and even the the finish is a little bit florally. It's got a. I, I like the mouthfeel with a couple drops of water. Yeah, I enjoy it more. It's a. Uh, I don't know. Mellowed. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of spreads across mm-hmm. the, the palate a little bit more slowly. Yeah, it's nice. I was reading the label of the uh, Kentucky Limestone Water, mm-hmm. and it's and it brought up a good point and says that basically when iron is too much in your water. Um, you can just throw it in there. Yeah. Um, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm about to, my bus driver's dropping a cube. I don't want to put my fingers all over your cube, Cole. Oh, nice. He did uh, a little toss there. Yeah. I did like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a basketball shot. What do they call that in basketball? Okay, cool. That's what it was. <laughs> and, jump uh, shot. yeah, jump shot. Yeah, like a little finger roll, a little finger roll with it. Yeah. A flip. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Ooh, wow. Actually looking at it uh with the with the glass, oh, yeah. it's like 
really um it might not be chill filtered it very well might be but i'm seeing a lot of haziness even just looking at the glass with a little bit of ice in there you got some good light over there for it too yeah i do yeah that's what probably was going on um i'm gonna take my last sip of the water pour first though um nose wise with the ice it's i don't even i I don't really even smell anything hmm yeah kind of killed everything on the nose there's a little bit of oak, something that I don't think we really mentioned too much yet on the water pour. Um, this is a uh, pretty, yeah, there's a wood, but it's not overwhelming. Like I typically will be um, a little scared of wood and a little, <laughs> sc- dang it, uh, a little scared of oakiness in my bourbon. And, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go for the the ice pour now. So. It made mine colder, which is kind of interesting. It's so weird. Yeah. But uh, I, I think ice is my favorite. It definitely, it's like a nice mellow sipper now. It's really palatable. It's, mm. uh, uh, as Cole loves to say, it's very smooth. Yeah. That's Cole's favorite. It is. Actually, that's the best that's really good for sure. Mm-hmm. That's the way to go. For a bourbon, that's hard to find. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. And um, again, like there's just, I think maybe it's just because peach is on my mind. I'm mm. kind of pulling the peach, but I think the no, peach yeah. is there. It's definitely some sort of fruity sweetness. Yeah. But mm. it, it, I mean, again, nothing's really standing out too yeah. much, but it's good. Mm. It's definitely yeah. good. Yeah, I dig it. I think it's, um, it's definitely worth, I mean, it's a little harder to find for sure, right? Uh, I don't often look for it, so I wouldn't, I don't I I tell you. I rarely see it come up. Okay. I've mm. rarely seen it. I mean, I just, the, I didn't even know it existed, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, we just got this in, and mm. it's a, it's a will it? of some sort and i was like yeah, oh, yeah. what is it and i was like okay and i texted cole and was like yeah i get it so yeah, yeah. I, I don't often see it but i think it's, it's worth it i think yeah. it's, it's worth the price and and even willet products especially willet type bourbons besides what did i noah's mill was the one and um i can see the label now noah's mill and uh, yeah that's a good idea uh, yeah <laughs> Actually, uh, I was hanging out and uh, having fun with uh, Robbie's daughters, his twin daughters today, and they like really got into a thing that I was doing. There was like one of them like laughed pretty hard. They're like, ha, 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 uh. <laughs> so we like went at it. We were like, Ugh, and they're like, <laughs> they were loving it, loving you guys. It's nice. It's nice to have people that love your kids. Mm-hmm. I think we broke broke a, a wall today in terms of playing with the balloon, which was uh, oh gosh, man. Finley's if favorite thing ever. Never played with a balloon. Uh-huh. Oh, invite Cole over someday. Mm-hmm. Cole can play with the balloon. He sticks it to the wall. He bounces yeah. it off your child's head. Yep. He mm-hmm. bounces it in between them so they accidentally bite each other. Yeah, apparently, exactly. <laughs> and they have fun doing it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I really do enjoy the water a lot more. And water um, or ice? I mean, ice okay. a lot more. Um, really impressive actually for a bourbon to for me to think that yeah it is the mouth feels better um, it's it is kind of that that more viscosity mm-hmm. to it um, it is um, yeah I, I I think it's funny that the, the ice is like I wouldn't maybe spend 47 uh, just for the neat or the water but I would think about it maybe especially for Willet product in the bourbon department mm-hmm. for with that ice pour is great so yeah. So, um, any rating idea for um, you? Golly, I think I think I'm gonna go like an eight point three. Like it mm. is, it's definitely good. Mm. Nothing bad about it at all. Well, maybe eight point three is high, but I'm gonna, yeah, I'll stick with I'll stick with my initial gut. So I'm gonna go mm. eight point three. It's um, 
ice is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think the marketing kind of got me a little. Just the mm-hmm. labeling and yeah, it's kind of cool. It's labels. a good looking bottle. Like it's it's, it's a nice staff. one to have up on your mm-hmm. on your shelf. Yeah, you can invite people back to drink a little bit of your private stock and yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, it sounds fancy. The like yeah. the wax, I think, makes it though. The wax yeah, it is awesome. Yeah, I just paid an extra thirty bucks for cool looking wax. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should wax our own bottles and be like, "Yeah, my Eagle Rare was waxed. It's extra rare." Actually, there is a thing of Willet Distillery. They wax their like really special Willet oh, yeah. Family Estate bottles. So like you'll get your typical Family Estate, even up to ten year. But then when you get past ten year, you'll see some that are like wax cap which isn't the standard for sure and so um i'm gonna give this guy a 7.75 okay that's probably um, a little better i think i went too high but i went with nah, my, i'm going sticking with my gut no nah, do it i um i i uh i i might spend 35 on this okay. but i wouldn't spend 48 on this okay. uh typically it's good and honestly that the the i mean the ice pour is is really good really Really good mouthfeel, really good. Um, everything is made up in the um, water or the ice pour. Mm-hmm. So I uh, enjoy it. Yeah, you got a little bit of that fruitiness, that peachiness, um, that floralness. and But it's not it's not too bourbony, which isn't a bad yeah. thing, isn't a good thing. But I wouldn't say it's like straight up caramel and vanilla too much. Um, there's a lot more going on besides that, which is cool. And that's why I give it a high seven. But yeah, that's what I'm going to go for here. Um, if I do need to come down. I think eight, yeah, solid eight. I'm just gonna go solid eight on it, and uh, yeah, I think that's good. Okay, yeah, you good? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to move on here to our next segment, whiskey world news. Yeah, nailed it. All right. So uh, this is part of the show where we read an article and we. Oh man. <laughs> moose, there's a little moose is wagging his tail against the door of the room we're recording. I think there's in. a little bit of moose fat that came under the door too. That guy's got so much skin. <laughs> anyway, uh part of the show where we uh read an article and we talk about it. We didn't write it, we just read it. So this one comes from fastcompany.com and it's titled Oh, it's from the fifteenth of July, and it's written by uh, Lily Smith, and it's titled "See the World's First Whiskey Bottle Made Out of uh, Clay." <laughs> it's not a, it's not a dreidel, not a dreidel, <laughs> clay dreidel. No, oh, it's the bottle, uh, paper, paper. Yeah, yes, the bottle is made out of paper, not the, not the whiskey, not the whiskey. The whiskey's not made out of paper. Is there or clay? Is there whiskey made out of clay? Clay's got to be kind of hard to ferment. I, I think I've seen probably like a tequila that has like a ceramic bottle, but which the, is sort of clay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, here we go. All right. Whiskey's gained a lot of cultural cachet over the years. Cowboys drink it. Secret agents drink it. Even serial killers drink it. What serial killer drink? What, is there a famous uh, one that drinks whiskey? I imagine it's like Ted Bundy or something like that, but yeah. Uh, but the, like, Ted Bundy was like, he was what? Late 70s, early 80s. So he's that's like yeah. in the highball era of... That wasn't a hot era for whiskey, no, to be honest. So, so it must have been like, uh, uh, who's the latest? Who's the latest craze in serial killers? Like uh, BTK or that's eighties, isn't it? No, that was like early two thousands. What's BTK stand for? Blind torture kill, I believe. He like named himself that. Uh, I think that does sound like a serial killer name that they would name yeah. themselves. 
Yeah, he seemed like a real. Oh, uh, what about? Uh, I'm a serial killer. I am ultimate destructo. I'm Mad Death Man. Blade. <laughs> and then, like the news media is like, ah, oh, crap, we got to run with that. So yeah. Anyway, all right. So anyway, uh, even serial killers drink whiskey apparently. But the familiar clink of the bottle has been the same no matter who's served it, who's it's who it's served to. Mm-hmm. That is until now, and the world will be better for it. Diageo, one of the world's biggest producers of spirits, will start releasing one line of its Johnny Walker whiskey in a paper bottle in early 2021. Nothing about the caramel color liquor will change, but the environmental impact will be significantly lessened. Um, whereas the bottle, the current bottle is made of translucent glass and plastic. The new one is made from sustainably sourced food safe wood pulp. It's finished in a moody and alluring opaque matte. Alluring. So moody and alluring. (laughs) They used to be my nickname in college. (laughs) That was great. Um, it's also hundred percent plastic free and completely recyclable. According to the company. Yes. Glass is recyclable too, but it has a bigger environmental footprint. Um, Diageo's new bottle is a bigger deal than just a change in one whiskey's packaging design. Through its new sustainable packaging, R&D company Polplex Limited is creating a... That'd be my serial killer name. No, that'd be my nickname in college. (laughs) (laughs) It's creating a consortium of major brands and and Unilever and Pepsi have already signed on to roll out paper bottles in 2021. Uh, that's great news if these companies follow through. Oh man, that's like some doubt there. If they follow through, because PepsiCo is one of the worst single-use plastic waste wow. offenders out there. Way to like turn the oh, turn the tables. It was like like, hey, this is great, this is great, and then Pepsi sucks. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the worst. <laughs> yeah, this lady's super pissed at Pepsi. Yeah, uh, anyway. you don't you don't often hear of Scotch and Pepsi. Or whiskeys and Pepsi. Yeah, like, you know, even a bourbon and Pepsi. It's always you bourbon don't. and Coke or something. It's like always that, with but, Coke. Yeah. Who, who drinks a Pepsi and Coke? Pe- Sociopaths. Drinks, no one. Pepsi and Coke. I, actually, I remember when I was a kid, I drink a Pepsi and Coke. Uh-huh. Just because, well, actually, no. Wait, Pepsi and Coke or Pepsi and whiskey? I mixed them when I was a oh, kid. Oh, wow. Pepsi and Coke, because I was like, I'm making the ultimate cola. Yeah. It tasted like, weird. The super cola. <laughs> I remember, though, too, like, like we go camping with our friends, mm-hmm. and we our household was a Coke drinking family, uh-huh. and they were Pepsi drinkers. And so like we'd run out of Coke. I'd drink a Coke, and then I'd have a Pepsi, and it always tasted weird. That is, they're very different on comparison. Yeah, <laughs> that's how different. Like, that's how close diff- comparison. That's how different it works. Yeah, you compare them when things are different. <laughs> yeah. When they're compared, You've they're had to different. Compare them to make yeah. sure they're different. Anyway, yeah. who drinks Pepsi? And, Whiskey. We got to find that out. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that as one of our uh, like random, uh, random questions yeah. of the week or something like that. Doing that. Uh, anyway, that's kind of the article. Cool. What are your, what are your thoughts? I, I would like to say I have some interesting thoughts on this one, actually. Um, so we've, we've actually read quite a bit of Whiskey World News articles on Johnny Walker. And I was, as you were saying, as you were reading the article, it kind of hit me. First one I want to talk about was the Johnny Walker Blue one. Mm-hmm. Um, where it basically was an article about how Johnny Walker Blue is no longer as cool as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it used to be like, you know, you were fancy and really crazy whiskey guy if you had Johnny Walker Blue. It's a very expensive blended whiskey. Fancy, crazy whiskey guy, which is what they had before, moody. Yeah, opaque. moody and what was the other word? Moody, opaque, moody, sultry. Cr- sultry or something, yeah, something anyway. like that. But anyway, and then some of the other articles that we've read on Johnny Walker were Jane Walker, the whiskey that was uh, marketed towards women, uh, which is, you know, something you can try um, in terms of marketing. Um, And then one of the other ones was the whiskey like pods where they were like seaweed, 
like you basically it's like a gusher yeah. and you throw them oh, in your mouth not like a tide pod i've seen yeah you like no, it, was, your, it was exactly like a tide pod basically so you get your dro your clothes drunk while getting them wider yeah exactly it'll okay. smell like good blended scotch yeah you, and uh it's a uh, so it, it makes the alcoholic in the office feel like he fits in yeah exactly everyone like, smells like whiskey it's like the uh, hennigan scotch episode of um seinfeld where he's like and if you don't smell you or if they don't smell it on your breath but they'll smell it on your clothes and they'll be like well he always smells like scotch so <laughs> he's not drunk um but yeah, I mean, you put it all together, and I don't think Johnny Walker's as cool as he used to be. Yeah. I don't think they're selling as much as they used to, and I don't think they have the reputation that they used to. And so what it makes me believe with all these articles we've read on Johnny Walker is that their marketing is really trying hard, mm-hmm. and and they're trying gimmicks, like whiskey pods. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to say Jane Walker is a gimmick, but it sort of is. They're really attempting to attract yeah. people that they haven't before in a gimmicky way. It's Why like not they taking just, a yeah. razor making it pink and putting some glitter on it, but it's yeah. the same razor, but it's for women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Gillette for women or Venus is pretty much the same brand as like Gillette or something like that or whatever. Something like that. Chic or something but it like is that. But yeah. it is a shtick for chic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Nailed it. <laughs> and then, um, but then the other thing is that, um, you know, this paper bottle, I don't think it's as sustainable as people want to claim it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's a gimmick. Okay. I think they're trying to bring attention to themselves. Man. So that, and I hate to be that guy that's like, but, and not to say that Johnny Walker is the worst. We probably have a lot of listeners that can enjoy Johnny Walker. I just don't think, I think it would be somewhat of a fast food scotch. And that's kind of my thought too is, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think, I think I, I don't mind Johnny Walker. I'll drink Mm -hmm. Johnny Walker. Yeah, I drink Johnny Walker. But I think probably a lot of our listeners, you know, you guys go for, you're you don't you get away from the fast foods. You know what I mean. Um, if you're listening to the show, you listen probably because we're covering a range of yeah. whiskeys, mm-hmm. and it's not like okay, this week. You know, not every week is your Maker's Mark. It's not your yeah. Jameson's kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so I doubt a lot of our listeners buy a bottle of Johnny Walker for themselves. Yeah. Um, all that being said. Mm-hmm. I might go for the Polplex paper bottle. Polplex, Just baby. to keep it up on the shelf, and people yeah. are like, "Ooh, is that Just Polplex?" To rename your psychopath. Right, Polplex. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then, exactly. then the next conference because this is going to be in the future. And then the next conversation is going to be oh, that darn Pepsi. Yeah, they had they they bailed out of the Polplex consortium. Yeah, they so. they said they would, but they didn't. Yeah, it, it, and I think it is. It could be definitely somewhat of a gimmick. Or it also could be kind of groundbreaking. Who knows? Maybe my thought. Yeah, go. my thought is it will be a milk carton. Basically, I might be wrong. Okay, Polplex sounds like milk carton to me. <laughs> Yes. I mean, besides your serial they killer practically name. rhyme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think the other nice thing, though, is like um, some people, like artists are typically inspired when they're under the influence of some sort of chemical or drug. drug yeah. yeah. So what you do is you drink the bottle and then you yeah. open it up and you start coloring on that sucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get your crayons. <laughs> anyway. Um yeah, I don't know, you have anything else to say? No, nah, I think that's pretty that's good it. for Whiskey World news. Oh, it's great for Whiskey World news. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on over to what whiskey would you choose? Uh, you know, this is a one-off episode that we recorded in advance of um, when we um, released it. So we are not covering what we did last week because we weren't able to put anything on Instagram in the last week to uh, give the update. So um, yeah, we're just going to talk about the new scenario and we're hoping maybe at the end of the what do you call it? The uh, um, hiatus. The, yeah, the, the hiatus of tonsillectomy. tonsillectomy. Hiatus. Yeah, that uh, we will maybe bring them all up and kind of collect all oh, the answers. You know what? We just bring out the 
best answers. Yeah. So this yeah. is like, top ten. You, if you're listening to this episode, you really got to bring your A game. Yeah, seriously. So this was pretty simple, Except actually. You really this can't week. bring your A game on this one. Yeah, no, it's it's very simple. Uh, but you could prep ahead, maybe. Um, the scenario here is: What was the last whiskey you purchased for yourself? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's definitely a difference of purchasing for someone else. Um, and I would have a very different answer for that one. But for this week, what's the last whiskey you bought for yourself? And so actually, Robbie and I went out yesterday and we went to a liquor store, masks on and everything. And uh, it was cool because we were about to check out and I noticed there were a few boxes that were unopened. And I start peeking and I'm not even afraid at all to just like be that guy who's like, hey, What's in this box right here? Yeah. And so I talked to the... Uh, the worst they can do is be like, get out of this yeah. door, you're barred. Yeah, don't, do, don't let me ever extreme. see your face again. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I guess there's worse than that. They could be like, um, I'm the whiskey serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> you're my I'm, next victim. I'm Polplex. The whiskey serial killer. <laughs> Polplex, the whiskey serial killer. <laughs> he gets his next victim when they ask what's in the box. What's yeah, in the exactly. box? What's in the box? So, um, yeah, I asked what's in the box and I saw there was an old tub box and there was a Blanton's and a, what was the other one we saw? There was another box, but we did see a Willet four-year rye as well. Probably should have got that. Nah, you'll get it eventually. But, um, but yeah, I was like old tub, a new Jim Beam product and new, um, you know, they're reviving the name, which was the, the first name of base or one of the first names of the Jim Beam like product mm-hmm. was Old Tub. So they're reviving that. And I thought, hey, and and then it was $24 with tax included. So I'm like, yeah, there's no doubt I'm buying that. And so mm-hmm. we got to try it today. And we'll go over that in a future episode. But um, yeah, it was cool to get that one. So I don't know. What about yeah. you? Well, I'm so glad you asked because it's not like you don't know. I was there. <laughs> um, so I did, I had a, some Eagle Rare on the shelf. I just bought, uh, put on the shelf. So I got a bottle of Eagle Rare. But nice to see on the shelf. Once Cole was like, doing his investigation into the Polplex murders, he, we, uh, he had a box of Blantons too. So I got a, got a bottle of Blantons. And he had, he had a box of boxes of Blantons. He had a box of boxes. Yeah, box mm-hmm. of boxes. So you get the cool um, yeah, he almost, bag Yeah, he almost grabbed the, the, just the bottle that was already uh-huh. unboxed. I'm like, nah, give me the box because I'm with the bag. I noticed you got a few on your shelf now. Few. Do you, are they the caps on them? Are they all they, different they're letters? All, no, they're all O's. <laughs> so I don't, I don't drink Blantons. I drink O's. <laughs> Got the full collection of yeah, them. Yeah, I got them lined up. Yeah, so anyway, that was, but I might gift that one away. So it's either okay. Eagle Rare or Blends, but I don't okay. know. we'll see. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So well, yeah. it was a good. Uh, what whiskey would you choose? I like that one. I think that's one that could reoccur. Yeah. You know, just to kind of yeah. keep keep a tab on people. What are you buying? And yeah. What are you buying these days? Yeah. Because sometimes like you get big drops across the country. Like apparently right now is a drop um, of E. H. Taylor Barrel Proof. I think just hit the um, hit the ground as well as I think Weller. a week ago or two weeks ago. I had a buddy of mine has a friend who's like got the income and the time to like search. So he got a couple of bottles in Boise of the barrel. Oh, did he? Of oh, the barrel proof? Yeah. Oh, kills me. I love that bottle. Yeah, love so. everything EH did. Oh, do you? Because it doesn't come up every <laughs> yeah, episode on what yeah, whiskey exactly. would you choose? Hey, that's my uh, number one line. So, um, so I think we'll close it up there. Uh, it's a good episode. I feel like we got good time length there. Yeah, for... according to our self-assessment, it was yeah. a good episode. Yeah. Good episode? It was a great episode. Yeah, okay. I'm going to write that on the description it's now. better than the episode we're not recording. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> that the dumb episode that's not even there. Um, I hope, Robbie, that um, the listeners had a good time and that you were great. <laughs> 
Well, I hope they had a good time, and I hope you're great too. Thanks, Rob. But most of all, listeners, I hope our love of, of spirits, spirits lift, lifted yours. yours. Oh, in unison. <laughs> <laughs>